1: This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com/truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org/sports.
0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. The Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast Where we talk history of the game numbers is that Each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should. Because I'm sick to this, 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 this the, the real deal. And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bill. Turn it up to the max. Sit back and relax. This the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let go.
1: Hey, what is up, Bill's mafia? Welcome in to another episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football, with a charity on top. Brought to you again this week by Minute Media and Fansided. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome aboard. You're already part of the Nerd Mafia? Welcome home. Looking forward to this week. Uh, it's kind of, uh, as if you guys followed along last week, kind of br- breaking down the free agency of who's left on the team that we kind of, I feel are kind of necessary pieces to the puzzle that we need to kind of hope that remain. Um, you know, last week I named off the top four guys for me are Wallace Bates, Bacher and Trubisky. Um, you know, I just think that for their value and what we, what, their age and everything, but go back and listen to that. If you haven't heard it this week, we're going to kind of jump into the fringe guys. So I got like 13 guys left here that I'm looking at 14 guys that I feel like it might be time to just replace them. But there's a group of about six of them that I am going to kind of hit on today that I think I can find reasons why I think we should keep them around. Uh, but it also could be just time that it's for us to move on. And then next week we'll finish off with just the folks that, I don't really think there's any reason that we should really go after them. Uh, I can't really come up with a, a reason, you know, maybe it's age, money, whatever it may be, um, but it's probably time to move on. But like we do every week, uh, before we get into all that stuff, we are going to kick off by highlighting out the charity. Um, so this week, I want to do it a, li- a little tad bit different. We're going to highlight a charity that's already been highlighted on the show, but the reason we're going to do that is because The nerd just turned one last week, essentially. And so the very first guest that I ever had on the show was Jenna Cottrell and Jenna in that show, we chose, she chose for us to highlight the leukemia in lymphoma society or LLS.org. And so I wanted to circle back since we've made this journey for one year so far and highlight her, who was the first, you know, person that ever, uh, even took the time to come on the show and hang out with me a little bit when that's what we were doing. And obviously, um, if you ever go back and listen to that, Jenna not only wanted to highlight that um, because it's close to her heart. That's because she's actually a survivor. Uh, you know, so also very cool story. So I wanted to shout her back out. Um, you guys can find her over at 13WAM and uh, BuffaloPlus.com. You know, obviously they do good stuff, they cover the team up close, um, but incredible. She's awesome. She's on the sidelines. But the Leukemia and Lymphoma, Lymphoma Society, excuse me, uh, you can find everything out about them over at LLS.org. Um, and basically, what they do over there is they're just hundred percent funding and research for any kind of blood disorder possible they're trying to find ways to not only you know prevent it but find it sooner you know is there ways to figure it out before it even happens you know all that kind of stuff and it's an organization that's been around for a very long time I believe it's since like the 1950s maybe even prior to that um, but they've they've really been around for a long time and they're making a difference and you know so obviously uh, I think it's uh, important to Circle back and show gratitude, you know, when you can, and also get to highlight a great organization and highlight someone who overcame it and is still a, a general badass. I don't know if you know if you've seen her. She was taken out again on the sideline this year um while covering the team. So you should probably check her out too. But again, that's the, the leukemia and the lymphoma society. You guys check them out at LLLS.org. LL, of course, all that stuff will be over in the show notes. <clears throat> so let's let's chat about it real quick. Cause I mean, we did have the Super Bowl. Right. Um, the Rams won. Um, we saw that the, I guess you can kind of buy a championship almost, you know, they didn't necessarily pay for it because they're paying for it with just draft picks. You know, they just gave up capital down the road for it. But, um, you know, I know all the chatter about the refs and this, that and the other. I mean, it's just something that we unfortunately have to be used to. But uh, when it was all said and done, it's just, you know, the the offensive line of Cincinnati, the, the question mark you know they gave up a lot of sacks in the second half they had a great first half i thought they performed well our man spain got you know burned on that very last play of the game that ended up ending it but for the Cincinnati Bengals, I think especially kind of the way that the Bills kind of made that run to the AFC championship kind of when nobody really expected it. I think that's kind of what you felt a little bit with Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl, but they performed, you know, pretty well. I thought and they had chances and, you know, there was chances on the other side to put it away as as well. And, uh, you know, I think that we saw the Rams without OBJ was kind of hampered. Um, but overall, congratulations to Matthew Stafford. You know, I mentioned it last week. It's just, he's a general good guy. I think it was kind of, he, he took a beating in detroit for a long time so it's cool to see him get one and we'll see what happens with the rams in the future and not having draft picks and what that's going to look like especially if some pieces leave and speaking of pieces leaving that's what we're going to do in this one is the guys that are kind of on the fringe um you know there's there's six or seven guys here where i could probably find a reason to say hey yeah we should keep them around i mean i think what they've been doing is productive uh maybe age money wise fits a piece to the puzzle no particular order of how i think these guys should stick around either uh i mean it's just to me they're the kind of guys and, I, and i'm going to just kick it off with mckenzie because to me i mean he is he really sh- he really showed us towards the end of the season right that he can be he can be a real piece to this offense and the offense can function differently when he's in there and that game that beasley you know was out i mean let's not kid ourselves he basically carried the offense in that game and made some incredible catches and, you know, did a lot of good things. <clears throat> but he's also, you know, he's 27. He signed the one year deal with us last year. I think from what, what we're seeing with the NFL, he's going to have an opportunity to probably sign more than a one year deal. And I think that that might be somewhere else. And that's kind of where I'm on the fringe with him a little bit is because I, you can see the value, but his his snap production has actually been going down the past couple of years, even though they found this kind of like role for him in the offense. I just at 27, if he's going to cost like a bunch of money, you know, potentially, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a a bunch, but if he is going to potentially have like a multi multi-year deal with somebody, I mean, he's going to be able to show some value to somebody that for us is, is that little percentage that he's doing enough or did we just, I mean, there's, there's young, speedy guys coming into the NFL all the time. Maybe we've just identified that we've, we found a role that we need. And now we're going to go find a, a younger, maybe faster, maybe better fit for that position already. Um, you know, and somebody that can be more reliable in the special teams aspect. Cause I think in the wide receiver room, that's always going to have to come into play. You've got to potentially be the last piece to the puzzle, especially if you're Isaiah again, you know, you don't know what the room's going to look like completely yet, but he could be kind of that fringe guy again and then he's got to carry himself a special team so f- for me i think the the continuity with the team you know as captain uh, you know i just think the way that he's handled himself that he would be worth if worth investing some more money, and I mean he's twenty seven you keep him around until he's thirty. You can sign him to a three year deal potentially. I would try to do probably another one year deal, but it's going to cost a little more this time around, I think to do it because his value has increased, uh, but like I mentioned, I think there's speed that could be gotten as well, so i I don't know that's why he's kind of on the fringe for me. I can see why we keep him, but i'm not going to be completely surprised if he gets paid by somebody else either. The next guy on the list kind of for me. If I if I was going to go to like a, f- a top five instead of only picking four guys initially, it's Phillips. I mean Harrison. He he looked very very good down the stretch. Now I think we might get. There's a f- the reason that I say he's on the fringe is because it wasn't always a great performance. Right, he kicked it in here at the end of the season and he looked great. And I think that potentially is makes it the perfect storm and best reason why we could potentially keep him because. His playing time was is in is still gonna continue to be a rotational role. So that automatically drops your your price tag, right? And then he he had success towards the very end of it. So there's reason to probably be able to keep him around for fairly low money. And I mean, in the locker room, in the city, I mean, he checks all the boxes everywhere else. I mean, he's a Stanford guy. I think he could truly just be developing into who he's going to be. And the, the other piece of it is him next to Ed Oliver. I mean, if you can continue to keep that youth there, I mean... Your defensive line, we know it. Defensive and offensive lines rule the NFL. As much as it's great to have great quarterbacks and speed and guys that can make the play, cause it, they do, you do have to have those things. But the more time you have with the offensive line to throw, to run, it's that much easier. The better your defensive line is at getting the quarterback and disrupting, you're that much better, right? It's not rocket science. So Phillips to me, I mean, just the, for, for more of there's still value there. And I mean, he's 26 years old. We, you know, he is a draft pick. I think that there's reason to keep him around and I'm not going to be surprised if they don't find room to keep him around for another two to three years, as long as he wants to be here. Because again, I think he's a potential piece that somebody could look at and be like, they're going to probably try to underpay him a little bit. We might need to pay a little more, but he could be what we're looking for in that piece. He did kind of develop into that as we were moving throughout the season where he was in the run game, he was looking good. He was disruptive and that could have been elevated play by Oliver too, because Oliver was playing very, very well. But if that works, then keep it together if you can. Right. So for me, Phillips is kind of, out of this group of people, if I had my, my druthers of which one I'd want hundred percent, it would be Phillips. Um, you know, and I would say that he would, I would probably take him up into my top five, especially if we lose like Trubisky or somebody like that, you know, that we, we can't get bring back. I mean, he's already gone, but if we can't bring back, you know, somebody in that role that Phillips becomes a very uh, kind of a high priority, even though that's not, you know, money going to the same position. I just think that his value moves up the board. The next guy is kind of, I'm, hundred percent on the fence with him because his it's Kumaro. I mean, his, his production with the team has been nil to none. Um, there's a, I mean, special teams wise though, he, he can produce and there's, you know, love for him around the NFL because I think he's a good player. And I think he, he can be that role that you need. And the reason that I would say, I mean, he's hitting going to be hitting 30 this year. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's reason to. F- you could find younger, probably speedier, talented guys. Um, but I think what the other piece of this is you're going to potentially I mean, I, I'm not anticipating Sanders coming back uh, in any kind of capacity to this team. And you're potentially looking at, you know, things. We'll see what happens in the offseason with Beasley and how things work out if he truly comes back and, you know, what the team wants to do in that avenue he to me could be that veteran kind of leadership also kind of guy that we've had around the past few seasons you did it with john brown you did it with sanders i think there's just they like having that extra kind of experienced guy in the room you know digs can obviously do it right and Gabe davis is elevating to a different level but i think having if you're going to keep anybody that's a receiver that isn't going to cost you a ton of money that presents value on special teams and just knowledge of the game Um, I think he's your guy and you saw him in a lot of packages where he blocks, uh, you know, he, he's a good run blocker. So I think there's, there's reason that you could say he could probably stick around and he's 30, but that's, he's never been a guy getting a lot of wear and tear either. Right. So he, he's probably got plenty of juice left. The next guy that's kind of interesting to me that I would, I would elevate up my list a little bit if I had to uh, make a choice of who it was going to be is Saron Neal. I mean, he's hitting 27 years old. Um, but to me, I mean, we drafted him, you know, he, he's signed a four-year deal. He played that entire four-year deal out. His play count keeps going up and up and up and, and it's not on defense, right? He's, he's become a very good special teams player. He's filled in here and there, but he's a special teams player. And for me, he's, he's, he's a little bit older, you know, at 27, but your two, three year deal with him. And I mean, your, your special teams unit is important. I mean, I think you saw that with the signing of Dotson already. Um, uh, You know, you keep depth, you keep your youth, you keep guys that kind of know your system and keep them around. And for me, he would be that kind of piece to the puzzle. And I some of these other guys I'm going to recommend that we kind of let go of are kind of guys that are the the longstanding guys on special teams that kind of fill that kind of captain kind of leadership role. And I think at 27, you sign him to a second deal, keeping him with your franchise, and safety depth. I mean, you, you've got the other two, you know, the other guys that could be very good employer and Hyde are definitely moving up in age. So you've got to keep tons of states. I don't say tons, but you need safety depth that you can count on and continue to try to develop. So I think Saran becomes he, if he, I mean, he signed four year at, you know, well, two point something million coming out of school. Right. So I think there's a two, three, a two year, three year deal or two, three year deal, the second year option, something that could be played out with him that could work well for us. Uh, the next guy down the list for me uh, is again, this is defensive line related. And we did already sign a coup, um, who was signed late in the season that I actually, uh, I thought he flashed a bit. Um, and I liked the re-signing of him. Um, and especially because you don't know what you're doing with Zimmer. I mean, Zimmer to me, you know, I love how he came in and he was developing until he got hurt. I think that he was he was a good piece to the puzzle. He's just gonna he's going to always be a little undersized for the position, I think, but he he overcomes that with his tenacity and hunger to do the job right and be a good player um, but coming back from the injury twenty nine um, I think he's probably going to get an opportunity to show up in camp. i mean he it's another piece where you just kind of he's been around. Right. They know what they, they know what he is capable of doing. Um, you know, depending on what happens with some of your other pieces, you know, if Phillips leaves, I imagine Zimmer, depending on how he can come back becomes a, a much more important piece to the puzzle because you don't want to lose a ton of your, your depth. But like I mentioned at the top of this, these are 14 guys that I would almost say we can let them all go and we, we bring in new pieces to the puzzle. Right. Because I mean, that's only 13, 14. Out of your 52, you're keeping a lot of continuity, Stu. Do we want it to be that many? No, I don't really, but I, I, I would almost be okay with that as well. Zimmer, to me, um, I, I think it's partially too, because I like from what he came from and how hard he worked to get where he's going. And, and then he had a terrible injury. Um, but I think he might be a guy we keep around. But again, his, his age and the injury and so much youth available, it, it might just not happen. This is kind of rust kicking down the, I got a couple guys left. Um, this is the one where I was kind of kicking around like the special team stuff and, you know, it's Tywan Jones. I just, he's, he's obviously, if he can continue to do it, right. I mean, he's coming up on, I believe it's 34. Yeah. He's coming up on 34. I mean, if he can continue to do it, I just think that you could probably tell yourself, all right, let's bring him back for another season. Right. He knows that he's a, he's a leader, um, you know, that type of deal, but he's, he's not, he's not a running back. Right. So you need to, you need to determine if that running back is actually just a guy that's going to be on the special teams or if he's going to actually be a running back. Cause for, for me, if he's not going to actually be a running back, then I, I might say that it's time to move on from him. And the reason that I say that is because of a guy like Saron Neal. I think you could, you could, he's not him, obviously, yet. It's, he hasn't been in the league nearly as long, but he's that type of role, the player. Plus, if you still got Maketovic and guys like that, you've got your true captains on that team. So, it just at 34, and I think that also you need to be in the situation where if your running backs do go down multiple, day you have a running back available, right? And I, and I just, I, he could probably run out and do a couple things, but I think it might be just time to find another young back and bring them in the room and, f- or find and develop you know, the next guy on the list for me is Brita, right? Because I almost feel like he's 27, not a lot of wear and tear because he've had, he's had injury concerns. He's also a guy that you could probably keep around. He's got experience in the league. He's more of a special teams guy. He can fill the role a little bit offensively if we need it. And it also brings the opportunity of bringing in another young running back to start developing them because I I can't imagine that at, here much longer. The motor and Moss thing will stick around forever, right? Like eventually there's going to be a separation from there. So it might be time to start developing that new running back as well. So that's also why I think Jones and Brita could be guys that you could go without. um, But they're also guys that you could probably just say, Hey, it's one more season. We sign them to a one-year deal. Then we're in a good position. I mean, this is a team that's been winning. The special teams was a, was a good unit. It didn't do anything great return wise, but it was a productive, good unit. So that's kind of my, my fringe guys and the last ones, I, you know, that can kind of shuffle them around. I, like I mentioned, I really think that the, this there's room, you know, this year for a, a, a kind of a, a just turning and seeing what we could find out there, you know, and seeing if there's some other pieces to the puzzle that could fit because you've developed now a winning culture. So I think if you've got these guys that kind of would have been fringe guys about really wanting to come to Buffalo prior, that might change. So now you might need, to, you might be able to take some of this kind of, I don't want to say it's skill players that you've been keeping because they were born in your building and they were part of your change, but that's kind of what's happening with some of these guys, right? They're, they're just, they've been there to help churn and change what took place, which is phenomenal, but you can't hang on to those guys forever right you got to bring in the next piece and let that guy start learning your culture so your culture continues to just be a chain it can't be this thing that the youth gets it and it gets stacked up to the youth and there in or up to the guys that have been in the you know playing in it for such a long time there's no youth underneath it you're going to fall right back all the way down to the bottom so we'll hit on the next guys next week um you know i kind of already mentioned a couple of them and you know who i don't think is really necessary moving forward uh, but we'll get into all that next week So that's going to do it for the free agency uh, report this week. It's part two of three. We'll hit uh, the last one next week. And then after that, we'll start kind of turning our way into really looking at who's available out there and what, what we can do in the draft and going to probably try to hook up with some draft uh, guys and see, uh, you know, kind of, Cause there's people that are really dive into that. Right. So we'll let them be the pros at that. So we'll probably just see if we can get a couple of them to come on and chat it up with us a little bit. So that'll be coming up in the future again, though, make sure that you guys do uh, go over here and check out LLS.org. you know, the leukemia and lymphoma society and a very cool organization. And so make sure you're heading over there and make sure you guys are heading over to Buffalo That's Buffalo W down. Dot .com uh, for everything that you guys want to find out about what's going on with the bills over the offseason from a little different spin than just hearing it from the guys that have to say it a certain way because they cover the team right so also, make sure you guys are following, liking what, if you're watching this, you know, make sure you like it, subscribe it, share it, you know, make sure you guys are following us on all the social channels. That way you guys aren't missing anything, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but everything else uh, that I'm up to, you know, all the swag and all that kind of stuff and, uh, just ways to check out what's going on with the show. It's over at the buffalo All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening and watching. And of course, go bits.
0: Listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out!